birthdays that are in the house tonight, y'all. I need to see birthday hands in the air. I see balloons that don't have no names, no nothing. You got a B-Day, baby. Make your way to the front so we can put you on tonight, mama. You ready? What's your name? Chanel. Say, she got a B-Day. Tia got a B-Day in the building one time. Hey, look, them texts be working, okay? Because half of the time I can't understand what they saying. Send a text to y'all. Hey, we ain't gonna let the cruise go. Let the beat ride on Chanel. co-host Amina. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We want to thank you for watching us each and every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Thank you so much for watching. Yes. So Amina, hi, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Thank you again for having me this <laughs> you, month. You are so welcome. How was your weekend? You know, this week and actually month has been challenging. We were just talking about um, starting a new year and I've had um, loved ones that have gone on, mm. loved ones that have been sick, but you know, where it seems as if the beginning of this year has Ugh. been um, starting off rough, I know that that means that great things are gonna take place. Absolutely, and I do understand what you're saying. I, um, over the week, um, week prior week, I had got some very um, devastating news that uh, my best friend for over 30 years um, lost her 28-year-old um, son. Wow. And so um, I just want to say that the Stewart family have my sincere condolences. And it's still hard for me even to believe that um, James is, is gone. He was such a nice, 
young man, you know, very um, high spirited, mm -hmm. and just taken too soon. Right. Just, just, just taken too soon. Um, of course, it was another um, senseless death in um, D.C. And um, I tell you guys, we just gotta put those weapons down and just love on one another again. Yeah. You know, I know sometimes things out there in the streets we may think that is real bad but you know i always try to understand is that is it that bad to take someone's life right. you know is it is it really that bad we, we gotta take someone's life for, but you know things happen but as again you know the stewart family definitely have my sincere condolences absolutely and i want to just also since we were mentioning the names i definitely want to say still to the going family my friend, Minister Domily, and her family, as well as my sisters, Cindy Jones and Robin Hansberry, the Richardson family. So, you know, we want to make sure that everyone that's been going through some things in the beginning of this year to just keep the faith, Absolutely. stay hopeful, um, and know that the best is going to be yet to come mm -hmm. for this year, even if it mm -hmm. started rocky so we definitely keep you all in our prayers absolutely and definitely our hearts goes out to everyone also with this government yes. shutdown i mean like it is really getting real out here i mean and we're gonna see some some really hard times with people you know what they're they're talking about you know as far as the um the food stamp program, oh, the WIC program, you know, and you know, people are not going to be able to eat. And then I heard today that it's even going to affect the um, housing program. Mm -hmm. So, yep. you know, a, diff a lot of different things is going on. And then the everyday person who goes to work every day without any of those programs, and Friday was the first Friday that they did not receive right. a paycheck. And this is the first time since, what, the 90s yes. that this is the longest um, furlough that has happened. So again, our hearts are going out to you all um, during this time because again, it, it definitely has started off quite interesting, but we know and we are believing that the best is yet to come. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So definitely guys, if you're out there and you know of any resources for the community, please go to all social media and just share the information. You never know who may need it. They never may say anything to you, but at least share the information because you don't know who may need that information. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so I guess we're going to switch gears. Yes, <laughs> yes, we definitely have to switch gears. And so I just want to let everybody know that um, we are booking shows for um, March and April of 2019. If you are an entrepreneur, kidpreneur, author or anybody who has a story that you want to tell and you would like to come and share that story here on the McYon show please look for me on facebook at mba speaks and shoot me a message and let me know that you are definitely interested in being a guest here and what are the different topics and things that you typically um discussing on your show any and everything i like to be a, the type of show that we that nothing is off limits is that if you want to come here you want to share your testimony of overcoming something that has happened in your life we are here for that mm -hmm. if you are a business owner who want to share your craft you mm -hmm. can come do that if you are an author who wants the world to know about your latest book or your collection of books we are here and we're just here for the everyday girl or boy next door who just have a story that they want to tell i like that i like that they just got a story that they want to tell so again if that is you hit me up on facebook at mba speaks so we are definitely at the portion of our girl chat. Girl chat for the week. Woo. Girl chat. For what are the we going to talk about today? Mm, we're going to talk about what an article that I seen in the news. Mm -hmm. And you know, with us doing domestic violence, we know that one of the main reasons for domestic violence of, my, of why most women stay is because of finances. Absolutely. And so there was an article that I was reading. It was talking about how the rents and everything was increasing. And it brought up again of how they did a survey. Mm -hmm. And they was um, asking women, you know, why do they stay in these abusive relationships? And they all were seen because of finances Absolutely. and money. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That is huge. That is huge. So how do we change that? 
You know, I think it also comes from, one, like what we're doing now, talking, mm -hmm. speaking out, letting individuals know that there is a place of rescue, there is a place of safety, um, not just based upon safe house, but mm -hmm. safety where you can talk to really have a no-judge zone yes. of what's going on with you. I remember when I was going through my situation and everything, and the biggest thing for me was, you know, I remember in this article it talked about how... A spokesperson from the National Domestic Violence Hotline was talking about financial abuse and giving the example mm -hmm. of how when it comes to even simply the abuser keeping the receipts yes. or asking you, you know, make what are you doing with your money, making it seem as if you're getting an allowance. You know, I remember those kind of things mm. that was transpiring and it made it made me I was working full time and mm -hmm. still didn't know my own financial worth mm -hmm. because the financial abuse is really real it when is. it comes to, you know, domestic violence and things like that. And so I think that the most important thing is a plan. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember when even I was experiencing certain things, I remember one of my good friends, she said, well, before you even leave, what what, what is your personal plan? Do you Absolutely. have your own, you know, especially if you have a joint account, mm -hmm. do you have your own personal account? Mm -hmm. Are you starting to save your own money? Because sometimes it's not always easy to just leave, you know, we know yeah, that. we know that. But if you're able to start to seek counsel of how to save, mm -hmm. of how to start to move, you know, your money to the side, um, even looking into part-time jobs and mm -hmm. different things like that mm -hmm. so that you can be able to feel financial secure, Absolutely. financially secure. Absolutely, because what sometimes what we do, we fail to prepare for life after abuse. Absolutely. You know, we're, we're going through abuse, and like you said, it's a safe house, but we have to start preparing for life after abuse. And so we need that financial literacy part. Like, we have to deal with finances. <coughs> mm -hmm. We have to know how to create a budget. That, yeah. that we live within so we can be able to be putting money to a side. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, we may not be able to work an additional job. You no, may true. not be able to do that. And so what does that look like? So you have to sit down with the financial counselor and to be able to talk with them and have a plan so your finances can get together. Because you may have to rebuild your credit. Right. A lot of times you're in abusive relationships and that abuser tears down your credit, they run it up, they get um, credit in their name and don't pay for it. And so, but you have to fix that. Absolutely. So it's about fixing your credit. So. I'm sorry, and it's about knowing other people that can help you with that. You may not be able to go to the, um, you know, the local banks and talk to an advisor, right. but there's so many, just like you have entrepreneurial uh, motivational speakers. I mean, there's so many companies out here that, um, or individuals out here that have their own private business of helping with debt, of helping with finances and things like that. So that's something that we need to be able to share with others as well. Absolutely. Know those resources. You def That's why it's so important where you have to know the resources that's available to you mm -hmm. because you may be sitting here today and you don't need them. Right. But next week, you may need those exactly. resources. So start looking at that to see what do um, the city that you live in, the town you live in, what type of um, programs do they offer through the city? A lot of um, things through domestic violence, they offer a lot of Absolutely. those resources Absolutely. for you to be able to assist you so that you can move to that next level where you don't have to risk your life mm -hmm. in an abusive relationship just because you don't feel as though there's a way out right. because of your financial situation. That is true. And when you deal with that, then it also goes into like homelessness. Yes. So then, you know, that's a whole nother issue because now you're thinking about where you're going to live. Mm -hmm. We haven't even involved the children. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so those kind of things is something that seemingly is so um, repeated mm -hmm. information. Or, and But it's important because so many people don't realize that those are the different things that keep people there you know, to keep them in their uh, abusive situation or the lack of wanting to talk about mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And like they had did a poll, they did a poll, they had polled um, 2,040 people and 28% of the survey participants admitted that the financial security mm -hmm. was a key factor in keeping them in that with that current partner. So then you got to look at it from a standpoint of, of the partner making the majority of the money. Yeah. 
making the majority of the money. And like you said, because when you decide that you're going to leave, you do, now you're saying to yourself, do I leave this 200,000 home to maybe I have to go into a oh, shelter absolutely. to become homeless? You know, and that's not too appealing. Right, absolutely. That is not too appealing to people. So we gotta be able to weigh the differences and to understand that your, um, your safety mm -hmm. is more important than the value of, of a home. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. And, 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 right. and what it looks like to other people on the right. outside. Right. Because that, that, that leads me to think that you're, and because I am a survivor, where you are more concerned about what people on the outside oh, think. Oh, absolutely. And what they say. Absolutely. And then it's an image. Yes. You know, it's not just the image of the abuser. It's the image of, well, is it this bad? Mm -hmm. Did I have to do this? And the reality of the matter is, the other aspect that we should talk about too is the control and the manipulation yes. behind it, making yes. you think that you know you have to stay with me because who's going to want you or who's I buy you want all you. of this yeah. or you have all of these material things. Mm -hmm. um, what's the lifestyle that's going to happen after that? Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of times it can seem easier said than done, but when you really start, like you said, to weigh the options, mm -hmm. first and foremost, of a peace of mind. Yes. Your life. Yes. You know, you realize that all of those things, you can get back. Exactly. You can get back. Yes, you can get but, a new home. You can get all those material things. But if you lose your life mm -hmm. in that, just trying to portray this image, mm -hmm. it's just not worth it. It's not. It's just not worth it. And I know that was even for me because when I was in my um, abusive relationship with my ex-husband, it was like that. I always made money, but he always presented me with so many material things. And even when I walked away from our home, my thought was, dang, everybody's going to look at me like a failure mm, because wow. I don't have this house. I don't have this image. You know, I, my, my marriage didn't work out. And for a long time, that kept me in that abusive relationship mm -hmm. because I was so caught up on what other people thought. Mm -hmm. But nobody was there when I was there with the black eyes and mm -hmm. being abused and being talked down to. And mm -hmm. then it got to a point where nothing mattered. Mm -hmm. Nothing mattered. It was about that peace of mind. And I remember when I finally left mm -hmm. and I went from my home and I moved right into an apartment with my children. But that first night in my apartment, mm. I mean, I got the best sleep wow. that I ever had in probably about five years of me knowing this guy. Wow. And I said, you know what? I, I can't compare it. You know so how did you, after that, once you're in the you know, apartment, you're on your own now, how did you start to get back? How did you start to get back your finances? How did you start to get you back? Because we talk about life as the physical, mm -hmm. but I'm sure there are some aspects of your life, your purpose, your calling, um, your well-being mm -hmm. that was lost. Oh, that. yeah. I had forgot totally who I was. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't, I didn't even know the woman that was looking back at me in the mirror when I was going through all of that with my husband. And I was in church at the time, and I was reading a lot of self-help books. So I was just strengthening myself. Mm -hmm. I was leaning more on my faith until one day, you know, I said to him, I said, you know, after um, I was arrested because I had ended up stabbing my husband. Wow. You know, so it, it, it got that severe. And I remember when I said, you know what, this is not my life anymore. And so I told him because... I was a person who grew up in a church, and the only thing I knew is that God didn't like divorce. Right. And so I wanted to make this marriage work. I wanted to pray this marriage mm -hmm. together, mm -hmm. and which none of that happened right. because he didn't want it. Right. He didn't want that. And so one day I told him, I said, you know, um, we need to get this together, and we need to separate. I said, you know, you need to leave the house. And at first he agreed with me. He mm. said, you know, I really want to do whatever I have to do. I don't want to lose my wife, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. So I thought, okay, you, you go stay somewhere else. I'm going to stay in the house so I ain't got to uproot the children. Mm -hmm. We can stay here. Well, I don't know who he went and talked to after that, but like a week or so later he came back and he was like, I'm not going nowhere. I'm not, you're not going to have no other men up in my house that I bought. Like, where did that even come yeah. from? Yeah, so, that, right. you know, the ignorance. Right. And so I said, wow. I said, well, you know what? Well, then I'm leaving. And he said, well, how many times have I heard that? 
And so because mm. um, I was in the real estate management industry, property management, you know, uh, with property management, we got discounted housing mm. and things like that. So I went right to the company that I was working for wow. and I said, I need an apartment ASAP. Right. Told them, you know, that I was leaving my husband and I needed somewhere to go ASAP. And they turned it around for mm. me, got me somewhere, and I was gone. Wow. And I never looked back. And he didn't even believe me until my family showed up with the U-Haul. Wow. That's when he knew it was real because right. I always said, I'm leaving, mm -hmm. but I always left and came back. Right. So he didn't believe me until I actually left. And then it took, it took me to leave to realize, to say, you know what? And we went through counseling. Mm -hmm. Well, I did. He didn't mm -hmm. show up. He mm -hmm. came when he wanted to come. And but... And me having that counseling, it really helped me because it showed me how I was living for someone else. Right. And see, the counseling was for you. Yeah. That was kind of like your defining moment to say, you know what? Yeah, you don't want to do mm -hmm. better. You mm -hmm. don't want to work on this. You don't want to make a difference. Mm -hmm. But the difference had to start with you. Exactly. So it's okay to go to counseling yes, it is. for you. Mm. Because that is a proven factor. If they're not doing it together, mm -hmm. if, if the partnership is not trying to partner, mm -hmm. <laughs> for lack of better words, mm -hmm. if y'all want to do something together mm -hmm. to make it, the relationship work, mm -hmm. then that's another sign. Absolutely. Absolutely. That it was a sign. And so it was just so many signs that I was finally clear. They was, I, was, I could see clearly. And so it was nothing else clouding my judgment to mm -hmm. stay. And so that was the best thing I ever did for me and for my family was to walk away. And I didn't look back, mm -hmm. you know, I really mm -hmm. didn't look back, I kept going. And so I thank God for giving me the strength to move forward. But like I said, it, it takes a plan. And mm -hmm. I, I, was, I was happy because I thought that he was going to follow me, mm -hmm. harass me, you know, but he didn't. He let me go and he let me have that space. And so I was, I was, I was thanking God for that because I thought he was going to be a totally different person mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. I left. But, but he let me go and he didn't harass me. He didn't stalk me or anything like that, you know. And it, it was funny because after that, I said like a year later, we became friends because oh, wow. he was, he was a mechanic and he was still working on my car. Wow. After I left. And so it, it, it just changed the whole thing. But I'm just so glad I got out of that safely. And was able to wow. change my whole life around. And then that's rare too, because yeah. in many cases you don't mend mm -hmm. the relationship when it's been volatile. Absolutely. Not just not just physical, but the mental, the verbal, any part of abuse, um, unless the healing really takes place Absolutely. with you yeah. first, as well as the uh, abuser and wanting to change. So that's a testimony in and of itself Absolutely. that you all were able to heal even though it was separately mm -hmm. healed to the point that you all could have a um, re re relationship that was different from what you all had before. Absolutely and even one day um, he was he was following me on Facebook and um, one day he called me through Facebook and at first I wasn't going to answer I was with my sister and I said he's calling me off of Facebook and she was like answer I said I don't want to talk to him she said just see what he got to say and so I answered the phone, and he told me that he was following me on Facebook mm. and that he said he was proud of me. He said he was proud of me, of my story that I was sharing, and, you know, he apologized to me for all wow. that he had put me through. And he told me, he said, I always knew that you were going to do great things. And, and I, it, it, it just caught me off guard. Mm. It just caught me off guard. And he still follows me to this day. He keeps trying to send me a friend request, but I don't <laughs> accept it. But he follows me. And, you know, he always sends me a thumbs up every time he sees something that I'm doing within domestic violence. Wow. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely a testimony. Mm -hmm. Because one thing I remember going through my um, healing mm -hmm. was I was always hoping that I would be asked to um, be forgiven mm -hmm. from whoever hurt me. Mm -hmm. And this could be back from even you know, high school and, right. and, and as an adult and things of the abuse, mm -hmm. you know. And so I just very recently realized that, you know what, if they never call to ask me to forgive them or to admit, as he did to mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. that, you know, I hurt you, I was wrong, um, forgive me for how, you know, I, I abused you, mm -hmm. 
If that never happened, mm -hmm. it's okay. Mm -hmm. Because that's where true forgiveness comes from. If the, if the person that has done you wrong mm -hmm. never admits that they've done you wrong, mm -hmm. and this may be for somebody really listening yes. who's going into 2019, and they're not able to fully be what they're supposed to be in mm -hmm. God because they have a level of unforgiveness. That's right. The, the person who has hurt you, we're talking about abuse, but it could be anything. The person that took the promotion on the job. Yes. The person, you know, your friend who you thought was your girl, and then you found out that, you know, it was some issues where they talked behind your back or mm -hmm. they wasn't as true and loyal to you. Regardless, if they ever ask you to forgive them, if they ever admit, it doesn't matter because your healing comes without them. Absolutely. And you, and that, you know what? You are so right with that because I had to get to that place. I said, you know, before he ever came to me, I had said that. I said, you know, how do I move on with what happened to me if I never get that if I never get that apology. Because you right. know, we as women, we need closure. Right. You know, sometimes we need closure to be able to move forward. And so I had to really ask myself, well, what if you never get that apology? Yeah. How do you move forward? Yeah. How do you still love? How do you not take that baggage into other relationships? Yeah. And I had to be honest with myself. Yeah. And you know, to deal with that. And a few years after that, when I came to those terms, they okay, if I never get it, I'm okay with Absolutely. that. He came. He came and apologized. Yeah. Ooh, that's it. That's it. So that's it. there is hope out there, and it like is. how I always say, there is no winners in domestic violence. You know, mm. the abusers or the victim. There is no winner. You got two people that's both hurting. Mm -hmm. Two people yep. that's hurting. Some per one person is causing the pain, and one person is enduring the pain. Wow. Yep. You know. Yep. So I wish I wished him the best and everything and you know and I hope that he has had more counseling to be able to deal with his issues mm -hmm. that he go through so he can be the best that he can for a woman that comes into his life because I remember God had told me has showed me that before of, uh, and that's why now within my activism I started dealing with more abusers because mm -hmm. God has, has said to me one day what good does it what good does it do if I make it out safe, but then that abuser go and get with That's someone true. else and abuse them, then what really has done? So that goes to show that the abuser needs to be helped oh, as well. Absolutely. So we can eradicate absolutely. domestic violence. Absolutely. And, you, and again, this is a testimony mm -hmm. because that is rare, mm -hmm. the percentage of what you're saying happen mm -hmm. with you and your abuser. That's rare. Yes, yes, yes. So guys, we have come to our first break. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. You are watching The McYon Show. Business owners looking for a place to advertise your business and promote your products and services? VoxWave is the right place. We have over 10,000 views a day and 70,000 listeners a month. For more information, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455. VoxWave now features a streaming radio media player on our website's front page where local artists can get their music played 24-7. For more information on getting your music in rotation or to perform live at our studio, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455. Android users, the VoxWave app is now available in the Google Play Store. Download the app today on your Android device to listen in and view programs. Here at Box Wave, believe that no one in the DMV should go without a coat this winter. So we partnered with Star Imports Dealership for this year's annual coat drive. If you have an old or gently used coat that can still be worn, drop it off with us. Vox Wave Studios at 4711 Off Place, Suitland, Maryland. And give the gift of warmth to somebody in need in the DMV. DJ Rick Entertainment. DJ Rick Entertainment, hottest DJ in the DMV area, CEO of Step Your Game Up and the Youth Project Show, the DJ on the Heartbeat Conga Hour, and sound engineer for a variety of bands. DJ Rick Entertainment is your number one company for all your stage and sound event needs. Call 202-390-1151. That's 202-390-1151. DJ Rick Entertainment. Ooh, yes, indeed. 
make sure we'll turn you down in the bitch. Now, I put your Gucci white on, synchronize your time, and let's pop. She is here in Voxway Studios. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being yes. here. We truly appreciate you coming here to share this stage with us. <laughs> so what we're going to do, we're going to let Amina read her um, short bio, and then we're going to get right into talking to this awesome woman of God. Well... She is a native of Louisiana, but lives in Maryland with her husband, James, who's actually in the studio with us. Yes. They've been married for five years. They have six adult children, 16 grandchildren, and two great-grand... Oh, you look good. Yes. I know y'all are <laughs> <laughs> delighted. She's delighted to be a wife, a mother, and a mentor. Jeannie serves in ministry alongside with her husband at a local church in Charlestown, West Virginia. She enjoys fishing, traveling, and spending time with her grandchildren. Yes. So welcome. Welcome. Yes. Thank you. Welcome. I am so excited Thank to have you, you here you. and to actually see you in person. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Awesome. So thank you so much for coming. Thank, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come here on this platform. So we want to get started. We want to let everybody know that about your awesome book yes. that you have coming out. So what you do, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and talk about your book. Well, I think you said most of it. I am from um, Louisiana um, by way of um, a meet or New Orleans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, I've been here five years uh, with my husband, as you said, and actually um, 
pretty much I'm excited about being here. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really excited about what's happening now, mm -hmm. you know, basically, absolutely, you know, with the book and everything. And I just want to give a shout out to um, the founder of the Fearless Storytellers, who's watching us as well, um, Adrian Bell, and um, the uh, and 17 other ladies who actually are co-authors okay. um, with the book as well. So we're just excited about what's happening, you know, mm -hmm. and what, what really God is doing. So talk to us about this book. Talk to us about... Well, the book is actually uh, where we are doing just that, telling our story. Mm -hmm. um, basically being very transparent um, about the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know, things that has happened in our lives. Mm -hmm. And actually the book is, is really not for us, mm -hmm. it's for others, mm -hmm. um, actually who have been through what we've gone through, and actually who are still stuck, mm -hmm. you know, in, this, in the same situation. Mm -hmm. And so it's just to empower women, mm -hmm. to energize women, and to let them know that they're not alone. Right. That is big. Yeah. So without giving too much of what you wrote in the book, give us a little bit of what you were trying to convey to the, to the readers. What, what was your story? What were you trying to convey to the readers? The main thing I was um, actually trying to convey to the readers as they read the book, um, on my story that is, is that you don't have to be alone and you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when you're going through situations and you're going through things, mm -hmm. um, it seems like that you are alone because you have allowed yourself to, to be isolated or you isolate yourself mm -hmm. in a certain situation mm -hmm. um, where you feel like you're worthless, mm -hmm. you know, you're useless mm -hmm. um, because of what somebody else put you through. Mm -hmm. And that's what, you know, basically that I would like to convey that you don't have to, you don't have to be stuck in a situation. You don't have to, you know, lie dormant in a situation and feel like life is over mm -hmm. yeah, because it's not over. That's right. How did you get to that point where you really knew that this was a ministry, where so many women was really feeling that way? What was it that caused you to be able, maybe personally, you know, what was it that caused you to be able to say, I really want to be able to minister to that woman that thinks that she's in a situation by herself? Well, it started back with me in Louisiana. Okay. Um, basically, when I was going through an abusive marriage, um, I actually, one day I was looking at TV, mm -hmm. and this pastor came on, and, and a light bulb went off in my head, because what he said, he said, you are not meant to be any, anybody's, no one, you know, nobody's nomad, um, doormat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're not meant to be that. Mm -hmm. You're not meant to be kicked around. Mm -hmm. You're not meant to be stomped on. And a light bulb went off in my head. Mm -hmm. And that did something for me. Mm -hmm. And that had me go back and look at myself in the mirror yeah. mm -hmm. and say that, you know what? I don't have to do this anymore. Right. I don't have to do this anymore. So when, um, make a long story short, is that things just began to happen so fast in my life when I began to, when I got out of that situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of good things started yeah. happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I became a drawing card to other women, but I began to question myself. Like, what do I have to offer them? I've been through this, 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 and that. Why are these people drawn to me? Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized it was ministry for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that is so true. You know, um, I am a survivor as well, a domestic violence survivor with my ex-husband. And I went through a lot of abuse in the church. Mm -hmm. And I talk about that. A lot of my speaking platforms is in churches. I talk about the women that sit in church silently while they're being abused. And um, because I, um, I grew up in church, mm -hmm. I always was in church growing up, family was very religious. And the only thing that I knew that God didn't like about marriage is that he didn't like divorce. And so even though that I was abused in my marriage, having black eyes, pushed out of a car, all these things happening to me, still showing up to church, still in, every, in the ministry, helping the youth and things like that, and just masking everything. And I remember one day I had got the courage enough to tell one of my sisters at the church. Mm -hmm. And because my husband was such a manipulator, you know, he came to church to pretend like he was this person who was following God, but it wasn't. So he was just more so there to harass me. Mm -hmm. That when we got home to talk about all the men that I was sleeping with, sleeping with the pastor and the deacons and watching how much I write my check for, for my tithes and things like that just to harass me. And 
I remember one time crying out to God, and I was like, God, where are the women in the church that's going to be for truthful about what's going on in these marriages? Where are they? Why nobody won't speak about this? And you felt alone. I did. Felt I felt alone. alone. And God told me, he said, you will. And at first, I was upset with God because I'm like, why me? <laughs> right. Why didn't nobody get it before me? Because I watched my grandmother on hold very high positions in the church, but come home to my grandfather who was very abusive. Mm. Come home and he was an alcoholic. He wasn't into the church, but my grandmother was a woman of God. So I'm like, why couldn't they get it? So why did I have to go through all of this? And God showed me, he said, you know, you was born for this. You was yes. born to break the curse, to break the cycle of this. And it's crazy because even though I was getting it and I did leave my abusive husband, but three years after that, because I had children who grew up watching me be abused and I had a daughter. And three years after I left my husband, she was murdered by her boyfriend because of abuse. And that's when God said that I had to speak because I didn't think I was going to ever talk about it after I left my husband. I thought it was over. I'm done with it. That'll never happen to me again. Bam, going on about my life. But when my daughter was killed, that's when God said, now you must talk. Now you must tell the story of how that when you don't deal with it and you keep sweeping it under a rug, how it keeps being passed on to generation to generation. So that's why I think it's so big that we are now having these discussions in the church right. because most people go to church. Those are the ones that's hurting. Those are the ones that's dealing with everything. That's true. They're dealing with everything. They go there for the comfort and everything. And that's why the church has to be trained to know how to deal with the hurting souls that's showing up every Sunday. And I believe that. And um, I also believe one thing about the book, the Fierce um, Storyteller book, what I like about it is actually the transparency that's in the book. Mm -hmm. um, it's very raw, mm. very real. Um, everything is not everybody's is everybody else's fault. Mm -hmm. You know, so we take um, blame. You Absolutely. Know, you know where we where we fallen short, mm -hmm. where we didn't listen. Mm -hmm. You know where we disobeyed. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's a book of transparency, mm -hmm. and I think that, and now and even then back in church. We need that. Mm -hmm. We need somebody to say, look, you know, baby, you going through, mm -hmm. guess what? Let me tell you what I've gone through. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so mm -hmm. that way they won't feel alone. Right. And then maybe they open up, mm -hmm. you know, and then maybe we can save somebody. Yeah. You know, we can save the next beating. Mm -hmm. And that's you where know, the hypocrisy so. mm -hmm. comes a lot of times, especially within Christianity, is because we don't tell our truth. Mm -hmm. We don't let people know sometimes that we have experienced things, but we keep that Nice. We smile, yeah. and then it's like, oh, you went through this too because we're embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I really um, salute you mm -hmm. from the standpoint of definitely being able to take that stand of saying that you're not alone because you are telling your story yes. as well, and being a minister mm -hmm. and being you know in the church and breaking that taboo mm -hmm. of um, not wanting to talk about, especially domestic domestic violence and abuse in mm -hmm. church. Mm -hmm. Have you found that it is um, not as easily accepted in different arenas, especially with women talking about it um, in the church world? Yes. yes. Um, coming up, basically, just like you said, coming up um, in church, when you wanted to say something or if you wanted to tell somebody, you know, you were shut down. Mm -hmm. It was always, you know, put this mask on. You don't have to let everybody know your business. Mm -hmm. um, you know, keep this to yourself, you know. Um, they're going to talk about you. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to, you know, not want to be, you know, around you or they're not going to accept you in this, accept you in that. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, mm -hmm. you know, but um, I thank God right now for where we are um, because everybody has a story to tell. Yes. Everybody has a story to tell. So, and I think this book basically will open up mm -hmm. a lot of ladies, you know, who would say, wow, if she told that, I can tell mine. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? yeah. And I believe that it's somebody that's connected to me, mm -hmm. to everybody that's in the book, to you, mm -hmm. that needs to hear your story. Because I can't reach everybody. Mm -hmm. I can't reach the, the, you know, the ones that you're supposed to reach. Mm -hmm. you know, so somebody is sitting on somebody's deliverance. That's right. Somebody's healing. Mm -hmm. Somebody's breakthrough mm -hmm. by shutting down and not mm -hmm. telling their story. Because mm -hmm. somebody needs to hear it. Yeah. Because if you made it through, mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Uh, and that's what that's what I like about the book too is that you know we are overcomers. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and, and I like that that we actually you know made it through the trials, mm -hmm. through the tribulations. You know, they may not be done yet. Right, right. That, that is, is true because even the, the even the yeah. Word of God says that we overcome by our testimony. Yes, so it goes to show yeah. you that you're supposed to be sharing mm -hmm. what happens to you because it's not about you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's not a, it's not, that's why I love um, Rick Warren's book, The Purpose Driven Life, is that I love that book because when he first started off with that book, he says that it's not about you, that no matter what has happened to you, what you have gone through, it's about your story and what you have gone through for the next person. Absolutely. To be able to help them and pull them through, to let them know that, you know, I understand. Because that's what people need when, when they're being victimized. They need to understand and know that, it's not your fault. Mm -hmm. you, you're not alone in this. And you can get out of this. Mm -hmm. You can definitely get out of this. But this is what it's going to take. Mm -hmm. It's going to take a lot of courage from you. And, you know, for me, you know, I was doing a lot of praying. I believe in prayer. And I remember even when I went to the sister in the church that night at Bible study, and I finally got enough courage to tell her. And she said, you know, just pray because your husband is your biggest cheerleader. And I'm like, wow. I said, but you don't even know <laughs> that he didn't took the car from me. And I, I walked here. And I got to walk back yeah. in the dark tonight, still trying to keep my connection with God, still trying to understand all of yeah. this. And you're going to tell me that he's my biggest cheerleader when I'm telling you yeah. what's going on with me? No. And that's why it's important that we do speak up. Mm -hmm. That's why it's important that we do break the silence like you were talking about, because then it lets people know, oh, I can talk. Mm -hmm. I can speak up. And I have a voice. Yes. I have a voice to share in my story. And it's my story. And it's my story to tell. Mm -hmm. No matter what you believe, somebody else, you know. So I'm telling you, it takes a lot of courage. Now, I do have a question a for you from the standpoint of you saying that, you know, um, this happened previously and now you are uh, married. Yes. For five years and you are loving again. We love um, life after abuse. <laughs> <laughs> we love the stories so of life after that, abuse. That is also <laughs> something that I know a lot of times Rayan and I, we talk about because of the fact that there's so many women who um, somewhat sabotage love. Yes. <laughs> sabotage the relationship. Yes. So let's talk about speaking up on that. Of what, was, how, what was that journey like for you to be able to love again and trust again? Well, it took a lot of healing, mm -hmm. um, a lot of admittance, mm -hmm. you know, um, because a lot of times when you um, are rejected, mm. um, I feel like you've been dropped, you know, by someone. Um, you feel like you can't get up. Mm. But I'm, I was like you, you know, I prayed, you know, um, you know, I just put, yeah, I asked the Lord, yes, I said, you know, don't take the desire away from me, mm -hmm. but let me be able to hear your voice and to understand, you know, the direction that you want me to go. But most of all, I want to heal. Mm -hmm. I want to heal because what I don't want to do is take the past relationship into, mm -hmm. you know, my new marriage. Mm -hmm. Amen. And the so, past thoughts. The past and the past thoughts. things mm -hmm. about you. Yes. We talked about it um, earlier about being basically honest with yourself mm -hmm. to even deal with like well how did I get here mm -hmm. so if that's some things that you want to you know that self-awareness mm -hmm. of even what happened in a relationship mm -hmm. so so continue like how did this how did how did you you know really go through that when you were saying that it was healing but in that what did you have to go through further counseling um to just get in a healed or was just the trust well, again I in had, God I had good friends okay. you know um that actually um, prayed with me, encouraged me, mm -hmm. that I can go to and, and I could vent to, talk about, you know. Even through my uh, disobedience, my wrongdoing, mm -hmm. to go and, and actually talk with them. And they did not judge me. Yep. Mm -hmm. They did not put me down. Yeah. Um, they prayed for me, um, believed God with me. Mm -hmm. And that's where, that's where my deliverance came. Yeah. But most of all, what, what I had to do was to believe in Jenny. Mm. Say that again. Yes, that's big. I had to believe in Jenny, and I can remember once coming from um, a conference once, and this lady talked about a rose. She had two roses 
in her hand. She had one rose that had shriveled up and died, and she had another rose that was so pretty and so beautiful. But the, ro the rose that was so beautiful had the thorns on it. And the rose that had shriveled up, you couldn't feel the thorns. Mm -hmm. But she asked the question, which rose would you rather be, this one that's had shriveled up and died, or would you rather be this beautiful, beautiful rose? At that moment, I made up my mind, I want to be that beautiful rose. Mm -hmm. But her point was making mm -hmm. with the thorns is that life. As you mm -hmm. took your finger and went up those thorns, you felt the pricks. Mm -hmm. yeah. You felt the hurt. Mm -hmm. But don't give up. Mm -hmm. yes. You keep mm -hmm. going because mm -hmm. at the end, you're going to look like this rose. Yes. Yes. So I had mm. to end up believing in me, mm -hmm. myself. And I had to understand to you know, restore me. And I had to keep talking to myself. I was like David, I had to keep encouraging myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, mm -hmm. Jenny, you're going to make it. Yes, you can. You can do this. You are beautiful. Yes. You all that and a bag of chips. That's right. <laughs> you know. That's so right. I had to, you know, because there was a time that I didn't feel that way about myself. Mm -hmm. Because when you go through abuse and, you, and when you're going through whether it's verbal, physical abuse, it takes, you away, it, it takes away your identity. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. Yeah. And when you don't your have an identity, your yep. self-worth, mm -hmm. um, the next person you get that comes in your life, they can be treating you like a, like a dog. Mm -hmm. But you feel like that's what you're worth. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. You feel like you're not worth no more than that. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, he does like me at least. Mm -hmm. you know? But really, you know, it, it's really not for you. Mm -hmm. But you'll settle for it. Mm -hmm. Because you don't feel good about yourself. You don't feel worthy. And you totally don't know who you are. That and once is you true. get a grip of who you are, then then you can start moving forward. That is true. And you don't have to stay stuck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is the absolute yeah. truth. That's why we always promote in self love. Mm -hmm. You have to have that self love, and you have to know what healthy relationships look like. You know, a lot of times. Um, I know for me, I grew up where I said, I didn't know what a healthy relationship looked like. So when I started being in a relationship, I didn't know what that looked like. I thought that you argue, fuss, and fight, right. and then men bring you gifts. Right. They give you gifts. They buy you houses, cars, furs, rings. Yep. That's what I've seen all my life. So yep. I'm like, okay, well, me and him was arguing, but, you know, he didn't bought me a new designer mm -hmm. bag, and, you know, he bought me a car, mm -hmm. and bought me a house. So we good. We can get yep. through this. You know, I got God. I'm going to keep praying. Yep. You know, and keep on moving. Yeah. But even after all of that, the relationship was never getting better. Mm -mm. It was never getting better. Yeah. You know, I was expecting something of a person that never wanted that for themselves. I kept thinking that this little church girl can change them. But it never happened. I had to change me yeah. and change how I felt and how I thought about the things that I was going through. Because who knows? He probably said, well, if I'm doing it to her, she must feel as though she deserved this. So I'm going to keep Sometimes. giving it to her mm -hmm. the way she like it. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. The way she like it. Elder Womack, I do want to ask you, you just mentioned about knowing who you are. So if for a listener or someone who's watching, and they're like, okay, you know what? I hear that all the time. Mm -hmm. Everybody always saying, well, you got to find you. and You got to do this and you got to do it for you. What could you say to encourage someone to even start uh, knowing who, who you they are, are so that they know that they're worthy? Well, first of all, I would tell the person to actually examine, you know, their situation, their current situation. And ask yourself, you know, does a human being deserve this? Mm. You know, as a person, not just as a woman, but as a person, mm -hmm. do I deserve this? And begin to talk to people. You know, gain somebody, know somebody that you can trust. Because the one thing that you don't want to do is isolate yourself, because that's what the enemy wants. Mm -hmm. Once you isolate yourself, then you have nobody to talk to. You're talking to yourself. You keep hearing those same things over and over. You're nobody. You're no good. you never be nothing. You know, you, you this, you, you all the bees and all that stuff like that. You all of that. Mm -hmm. And that's what you begin to believe. But you got to begin to speak to yourself and say, you know what? I'm not those things. Mm -hmm. I am not those things. And you got to believe in yourself and say, I am not those things. And I'm going to rise up. But the most thing is, just, again, is just begin to encourage yourself. Encourage yourself and ask yourself, do I deserve this? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's good. Mm. So That's on good. that, guys, we're going to take a break. You are watching the McYon Show, and we'll be right back.
co-host Amina. Thank you guys so much for watching. We have the awesome elder Jeannie Womack in the studio tonight. Yes. So we cannot end, yes, we cannot <laughs> end the show without you, of course, letting um, everyone know how to reach you. Um, maybe they have questions, you know, to talk to you privately about what we discussed today. Um, also the book, how they can purchase the book, and I believe you have a book launch or something that's coming yes, up as well. So yes. let's talk about that as we're ending the show. We actually have a, um, I have a book launch April the 27th mm -hmm. at Kingdom Life um, Cathedral Ministries. Mm -hmm. And that's at 551 Willow Spring Drive, Charlestown, West Virginia. Mm. And that's April the 27th. April yes. the 27th. Yes. And the book will definitely be on all of Amazon. Yes. And uh, is it going to be an ebook as well? Will it be on Kindle? Kindle yes. Wonderful. Yes. Well, guys, you definitely have to support Elder Womack and all those other wonderful women that has the courage to tell their story. They're being transparent and they're just sharing their life yes. because they're just trying to help someone else. And that's what it's about, Absolutely. us helping someone else. And you know, sometimes when we're dealing with um, domestic violence, it gets a little taboo, you know, people, because of the shame and guilt, purchase the book. You never know who you may have to give the book to as a gift. I have been gifted so many books throughout my lifetime where people just purchasing a book that says, you know what, you may can benefit from Absolutely. this. So just purchase the book and give it to someone else. You know, you never know. You never know who may need, need the book. So did you also um, want them to follow you on any social media? Yes, you can go to JennyWomackSpeaks.com. Okay, and we'll put that also mm -hmm. in our um, Facebook Live and yes. different things like that. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. So it was such an honor to have it's you here. here. And yes, I am definitely. so excited about this project. I can't wait to get the book. I am definitely going to <laughs> make it down to the book launch. I'm I am definitely going to do that awesome. Awesome. to support um, Elder Womack and all those other women who have decided to just make a change in the world. And it's, and it's about all of us doing our part. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, just doing our part giving back to someone else to be able to bless people. So we have to make sure we're doing our part. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Mm. So would you like to end with in any encouraging words for our listeners? I watch viewers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would just like to say keep your head up. Um, just be encouraged uh, and know that somebody always have your back and that you do have a story to tell and that somebody needs to hear your story. Um, that's one of the things that I would always like to tell ladies is never to, to really, really think that you don't have a story to tell. Never think that you're not valuable because you are. You're absolutely priceless. Um, so those are the things I would like to just let the ladies know. Right. Everyone know that, you know, just stay encouraged. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And also, we do not want to end this show without letting everyone know that if you or somebody you know may be in a domestic violence situation, that there is help and it is not your fault. There is a national domestic violence hotline. That number is 1-800-799-SAFE. You can reach that number anywhere throughout the United States. If you're here in the local area, for Prince George's County, you can dial 211, and for DC, you can dial 311. Mm -hmm. As I stated, we are here each and every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we will be back next Monday with another awesome guest. And don't forget, go to Face, go to um, Elder Womack's um, website, and as Jenny, Jenny Womack Speaks. Speaks. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Have a great night, and God bless. Wonderful.
Sugar Bear, how do you spell release? 